As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce the Plus CBD Relief line of soft gels. Plus CBD Relief is the ideal way to help promote a healthy inflammatory response. Plus CBD Relief is doctor-formulated with recovery-supporting ingredients, including CBD, CBDA, and Levagen plus PEA. Relief soft gels help address minor everyday soreness, support joint function, and encourage recovery following strenuous activity. All Plus CBD products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. And with a 90-day satisfaction guarantee, you have nothing to lose. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's Relief Soft Gels. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Layla Mutin. I'm a registered dietitian, nutritionist here in New York. If you want to email me, our email has changed. If you want to send me questions, topics of interest that you would like to hear me weigh in on, on this program, the email is questions at drhoffman.net. That is questions at drhoffman, that's H-O-F-F-M-A-N, Net. I want to talk to you today about a couple of things. Uh, first of all, there was a study, this is in Mathematical Biosciences uh, from last month, from May, determining risk factors for triple whammy acute kidney injury. Now, are you currently on a blood pressure medication, a medication for hypertension? Are you on an ACE inhibitor? What is an ACE inhibitor? An angiotensin converting enzyme, hence the acronym ACE. Are you on an angiotensin converting enzyme inhibitor? What are, what are some of these drugs? These drugs can be lotensin, Vasotec, Monopril, Prinvil, Acupril, right? Uh, Catapril, uh, and also, or maybe you're taking an ARB, an ARB, which is an angiotensin II receptor antagonist, also for use for hypertension, as well as, uh, as for heart failure, are you taking something like Losartan, Olmosartan, Valsartan? Some of these names are Avapro, uh, Benicar, Diovan, Kozar, Hyzar, right? We're talking about these particular classes of antihypertensives. Well, guess what? A concurrent use of those drugs that I mentioned, these renin angiotensin system inhibitors and the use of a diuretic. I mean, maybe you're taking something like Losartan with HCTZ, which is 
uh, hydrochlorothiazide. That is a diuretic, which is popularly or commonly used, I should say, to help reduce blood pressure. So if you're using a blood pressure medication, maybe there's a diuretic there like HCTZ or a Lasix or some other, and you happen to be taking some Advil, you know ibuprofen, and that, that's Advil. Ibuprofen is contained in Advil, Motrin, right? If you're taking these together, this may significantly increase the risk of acute kidney injury. Now, this phenomenon is known as a triple whammy. These diuretics and these blood pressure meds, right, such as these ACE inhibitors or these ARBs that I just described to you, are often prescribed in tandem for the treatment of hypertension, whereas some NSAIDs, NSAIDs is the acronym for non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, such as ibuprofen. These are available over the counter. Now, the NSAIDs, other NSAIDs are naproxen sodium, otherwise known as Aleve, and the other NSAID is aspirin. You all know aspirin. Ibuprofen is an NSAID. So if you happen to be taking blood pressure medication along with the diuretic and taking ibuprofen for a headache, that and if you're using that ibuprofen frequently, it can lead to kidney damage. So while they used in this research computational models of long-term blood pressure reg- regulation, uh, they, they looked at all kinds of different variables, kidney function, sodium and water resorption in the nephron. They looked at all of these, they looked at all these variables. And hypertension is modeled as overactive renal sympathetic nervous activity. Let me explain in layman's terms. Your hypertension is controlled by your kidneys. The renin-angiotensin system is all secreted by the kidneys, right? Uh, Angiotensin, renin, these are hormones that are used to control blood pressure. The kidneys are involved here. So these model simulations, which is maybe not the best form of science, but I wanted to tell you about this in case you're on hypertensive meds and you're taking lots of ibuprofen, I want you to be careful. That's the reason I'm telling you about these. this. These model simulations suggest that a low water intake may and the taking these medications and possible drug sensitivity may predispose you, those of you with hypertension, to develop this triple whammy-induced acute kidney injury. Triple treatment involving an ACE inhibitor like furosemide and an NSAID like ibuprofen results in blood pressure levels similar to double, double treatment. And additionally, the male and female hypertensive models act similarly in most situations. So it's very, very important to be careful. And this is from mathematical biosciences where they do more model modeling right? They look at computer models of things. Again, not my favorite form of research, but I just thought this warranted a little flag 
and my mentioning this to you. It's determine, determining risk factors for triple whammy acute kidney injury. It's in the May, May uh, issue, volume 347 of Mathematical Biosciences, if you wanted to read about it yourself. So you want to be careful because if you do use ibuprofen with your blood pressure meds coupled with the diuretic, you may, you have to remember that these diuretics are a family of drugs that make the body hold less water. If on top of that you're dehydrated, say, you know, it's a hot summer day, and I know that, you know, we're coming upon the hotter weather now. Summer is right around the corner. And being dehydrated is a major factor in acute kidney injury. So the, the advice is from the researchers, if you happen to be on these hypertension drugs and you need to, to take a painkiller, instead of reaching for the Advil or Motrin or other ibuprofen product, consider acetaminophen instead. Acetaminophen is Tylenol. Tylenol is not an NSAID. Tylenol is not a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug. So consider Tylenol. Now, when do you have to be careful with Tylenol? If your, if your liver function is compromised, do you, have, uh, do you have high liver enzymes? Are you a heavy drinker? Tylenol is not for you. So you got to be careful. You have to consider all things when you're, when you're taking uh, when you're taking these NSAIDs, you have to consider the medications you're taking and all of that. Now, moving on, I want to talk to you about something else. We're seeing a lot more people with anxiety, and that may be a result of these lockdowns these past two years and this extraordinary event that's never before happened in the world. And we're seeing a lot more people with seasonal allergies, and there may be a connection between anxiety and seasonal allergies. And this, this article, very compelling, it was from July 2019 by a Dr. John Thomas. So whether you're in the dry south, the humid east, I'm sipping on some oolong tea this morning. I think that's why I wanted to talk to you about this. Did you know that oolong tea can be good for allergies? I learned that from Dr. Leo Galland. It's in one of his books. Dr. Leo Galland talks a lot about oolong tea being good for allergies. I happen to be sipping some because I love tea. I normally drink, I normally drink green teas. Uh, on occasion, I will drink an English breakfast or an Earl Grey, but I got some oolong tea recently and I'm really, really enjoying the flavor of it. Helping my allergies too. We'll see. Okay. My allergies haven't been too bad because I eat right. Okay. So whether you're in the dry south, the humid east, or the cool plains of the west, signs of spring can be bittersweet for you. And along with 40 to 60 million Americans who suffer from allergies. So what causes seasonal, seasonal allergies? They're caused by a sensitive immune system response to airborne mold spores or pollens from grass, trees, and weeds. 
Now, as you know, those of you who are allergic, symptoms can range from a mild runny nose and a foggy head to itchy eyes, sneezing and coughing. And this response can cause unwanted stress and anxiety. It sure can. And with so many chronic illnesses stemming from improperly functioning stress responses and immune functions, researchers have been digging deeper into the relationship between our mental health and how our body deals with allergens. So when our body is exposed to pollen, the allergen binds to IgE receptors on mast cells in our immune system. These mast cells protect our bodies from various types of pathogens outside of allergens like bacteria and parasites. It's part of our immune function. And they're primarily located in the gut and the respiratory system, these mast cells. Our body's overall response to an allergen depends on which mast cells are activated and how. Now with seasonal allergies, allergens are inhaled, right? Through the nose into our lungs, stimulating mucosal mast cells. This leads to increased mucus production, right? Increased nasal irritation. And then we get congestion, whether it's sinus congestion, nasal congestion, congestion in the lungs. And one of the main pro-inflammatory mediators released by mast cells is histamine. That's why you're taking antihistamines. The role of histamine is to help increase the permeability of blood vessels to allow other immune cells to infiltrate the area of attack. A popular target in, may, in many over-the-counter allergy medications, histamine release is deeply interconnected with our immune response. And when under stress, our immune system mediated by the release of cortisol and other hormones. Cortisol is a stress hormone, remember. So when under stress, our immune system, mediated by the release of cortisol and other hormones, is downregulated, leaving our body more susceptible to experiencing the uncomfortable symptoms of seasonal allergies. So... Does anxiety exacerbate seasonal allergies, or is it the other way around? Well, research on the connection between mental health and allergies is still in its early stages. And a review published in the International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health found that a history of seasonal allergies was associated with significantly higher odds for lifetime mood swings, including anxiety issues. Another review in Innovations in Clinical Neuroscience looked at the likelihood of a relationship between mood disorders and allergies in 12 different studies. And after controlling for various variables and and looking at the various methodologies, The researchers found that 99.9% of individuals studied 
showed a positive relationship between allergy symptoms and anxiety. And possible allergy-mediated variables that impacted the participants' mood states included the following. Alterations in immune system-mediating molecules like cytokines. You talk about inflammatory cytokines. That's what we're talking about as an immune response, an allergen response, as well as an immune response to injury. Obstruction from blood vessel swelling and increased mucus production. Disturbed cognitive functioning, such as fatigue due to allergic response, right? And hey, if you're going to bed with nasal congestion, you're probably not sleeping well. So what is most intriguing is that these reviews, along with the study looking at the effects of allergic rhinitis in adolescents, found that it was the allergy-related symptoms that caused higher rates of anxiety and depression in adolescents. This is very interesting. These symptoms can negatively impact important aspects of our daily routine, like sleep. And you don't sleep well, you know this is critical for our mental health and emotional well-being. Who's in a good mood after not sleeping well? I know I'm not if I haven't slept well. And furthermore, other unpleasant seasonal allergy symptoms like brain fog or fatigue, this can cause increased levels of frustration and stress. And our reaction to the unpleasant symptoms alone could be a catalyst for the stress we feel during allergy season. And I want to add to that, taking antihistamines often causes drowsiness. Yet in other people, it causes edginess. It's hard to go about our daily routine when we're drowsy or when we're feeling very edgy. So this anticipation of unwanted symptoms increases our overall stress and can produce enough cortisol, stress hormone, over time to downregulate the function of our immune system. And with the weakened immune response, the body is less likely than before to be able to handle small doses of a pathogen. Thus, it is quite possible that in a prolonged anxious state, we may have a harder time fending off seasonal allergy irritants. And I want to say something else. During allergy season, I notice with many of my irritable bowel syndrome patients and with my inflammatory bowel disease patients, those who have ulcerative colitis or Crohn's, when their seasonal allergies are activated, oftentimes their gut symptoms, their GI symptoms are also activated, whether it's IBS or IBD are often activated. We are one body. That inflammatory process is throughout. What's happening in our nasal passages in our lungs is also happening in our gut. That is where the mast cells and the mast cell receptors are located and all where all the histamine is being released. So we know that the relationship between anxiety and seasonal allergies is complex. It's interconnected, but we still don't have a whole lot of empirical data on how they affect one another. But recent studies and reviews have shown that those who experience seasonal allergies are also more likely to 
experience negative mood states and anxiety. And again, for those of you with inflammatory bowel disease or irritable bowel syndrome and allergies, yeah, that affects your mood. Everything we're feeling in our gut is affecting our mood. And since stress, long-term stress, lowers the strength of the immune system through hormonal and chemical mediators, it is possible that anxiety-induced stress can lead to a weakened immune response and a bout of allergic discomfort. So, important information, important information. And an important, uh, an important enzyme that's helpful is diamine oxidase, DAO. This enzyme is helpful in breaking down histamine. Some humans make more of it, some make less of it, and those who need help in this department can be helped from DAO, diamine oxidase. Our bodies naturally make it, but maybe during times of stress and times of extreme allergic reaction, you need more of it. This can be something. This can be something. So it's a great question. Does anxiety exacerbate seasonal allergies or is it vice versa? Interesting stuff. I want to remind you that our email to send questions and topics of interest is questions at drhoffman.net. I want to thank you for joining me on another issue of day, uh, on another issue of Layla Ways In here on Intelligent Medicine. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.